You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast. In this week's episode, I talk with Brooke Velinovich and it's all about what it takes to build a successful business on Instagram in 2024. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. I appreciate you taking the effort, yeah, because I know it's, what is it, 7.30? Um, yeah. Over in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sun doesn't come up now until late, and we live, like, on the bottom of a mountain. So we have to wait for the sun yeah. to get over the mountain after it's come up. So it's quite dark here until yeah, sort yeah. of 8 a.m. Oh, but wow. Anyway, in summer, it's beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, guess what? My, um, my wife and I, who we're both Australian, we actually yes. met in Croatia. How weird's that? No, you didn't. On like a sail yeah. Croatia you know, or something. Yeah, on, oh, on yacht week. Love. On yacht week. <laughs> you are oh, you your yacht week lovers. Have you have you done the yacht week? No, I've never done the yacht week. Um, we're we yacht week lovers. No, uh, because I actually yeah. I had never come. I'd never travelled in my life until I started my business. Yeah. I'd always just worked and I was never in mm. jobs where I could take time off. And so I just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, worked. And then mm. I had an opportunity to travel with who my husband, who was just a guy I was seeing at the time. Um, and he said, some you know, dude. come to Croatia with me. <laughs> yeah, some dude. Uh, come to Croatia yeah, with me. Yeah. Um, my dad's got a house over there. I'm going to spend some time there. And so I quit my job and because my job wouldn't give me time off. And, um, yeah. yeah, and then obviously we fell in love and got married and now we have a kid. <laughs> and that was 2015, so like eight years ago. And then I started my business after I got back from that trip because I thought I really want to be able to do that. Very nice. Well, what a story, hey. Let's kind of go back there for a second. So it's 2013, I believe it was. That was like 10 years ago. I saw you did that post, like the 10-year post. Um, and, yeah, you were sleeping on a mattress not a mattress. I was sleeping on a mattress topper. Oh, a mattress topper. <laughs> oh, far out. Well, that's that's even better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, is, yeah, a mattress topper. I mean, do you know, that's, what's cool about it is that <laughs> your story wouldn't be as good if you were just on the, the luxury king-size bed that has massages and uh, heat and, <laughs> heat and cold temperatures and adjusting and things like that. So, Mate, the worse, the better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was an interesting time. Look, I could afford alcohol. Um, that was the only – I had a fridge. The mm-hmm. only thing in it was champagne and nail polish, and that's all that really mattered to me. What type of champagne are we talking? Oh, I'm talking like passion pop, like a $5 bottle, not champagne. Passion pop. Probably, Oi. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, all right, so 2023, sorry, 2013, you're sleeping on a mattress topper um, because you don't even have furniture. You can't afford the furniture. Um, you use an Instagram purely just to post photos of you having nights out with the girls. Um, 
And then fast forward to, to now, to now, 2023, you've built three businesses using Instagram and Instagram only as the sales tool. Um, and life's completely changed. Why did you start this thing in the beginning? Uh, like I think it was, I think you said it was 2015, I think you started your business. Yeah. So I'd, my back then boyfriend and I had been here in Croatia and I'd quit my job just before and it wasn't until we're on the plane back to Australia where I started thinking like, oh shit, you know, we're not on this fake life holiday anymore. I need to really think about what I'm going to do when I get home and I've got to get a job. What, how am I going to work? And then I obviously started thinking about sort of what was important to me and how did I kind of want my life to look. And as I said before, I'd never traveled until this point. And I, I knew that I wanted to travel more and I wanted that to be a part of my life. And I said to my husband, you know, oh, I wonder what job I could get where I could still travel. And he said, well, instead of getting a job, why don't you just start your own business? you're really good at what you do. Why don't you just try and do it for yourself? And then you can make your own rules and you can travel if you want to. And at the time I was like, you're crazy. What a crazy suggestion. But then it sort of became maybe not so crazy because again, with with the opportunity that social media does give you now, the overheads of starting a business and marketing and advertising to get your name out there they are so insignificant now. You know, you can literally start a business for free on a social media platform. So I thought, well, Mm. he said to me, look, I'll cover the bills for 12 months. I'll like give it a red hot go. I've seen how hard you work. If you can build up someone else's business, surely you can build up your own. And yeah, that's basically what I did. I, I, as a part of my previous job, I was doing a lot of events. So I thought, I'll start an events business. Um, And that was the first business that I started. And of course, when I first started trying to promote it on Instagram, it didn't work because I was just posting photos of nights out with my friend. I was posting photos of my cats and it wasn't really generating much buzz for the business. Um, So I started researching what other businesses were doing because there were businesses on the platform. And I thought, well, if they're making it work, I can make it work. And I just became obsessed with researching brands and studying brands on Instagram, breaking down their feed, breaking down the post, what did it include, when did they post, um, what was in their bio, all things like that. And I started to notice patterns kind of emerge. And I thought, all right, I'm going to take these patterns and try and create like a simple strategy for my event planning business and see if it works. And I started implementing that into the event planning business and it started to work and my followers were growing and people were reaching out with actual inquiries about my services. And then I had a, a basically a friend who wanted to start a business on Instagram, well, wanted to start a business in general, like had seen, had known me from my previous job, seen what I was doing, seeing how happy I was and like what a difference it was making to my life and said, can you help me? And so I thought she wanted to start a product though, not a service. So I thought, hmm, I wonder if you could also use Instagram for a product. 
But there were product businesses on Instagram. So I started studying them and looking at what they were doing and again came up with this strategy for a product, to sell a product on Instagram and started implementing it with that business. And the account started to grow really fast. The the product business actually grew a lot faster Mm. than the service business. And um, we built the audience over six months for the product business. And then uh, in the first five days of actually launching our products, it all sold out. Everything sold out just using Instagram. And then I attended a networking event mm. in Perth and everyone said, oh, my God, like you're the girl behind these businesses. Who's doing your social media marketing? It's so good. We want to use them. And I just said, I'm doing it myself. Like I can't afford to pay someone else because this was a time when you could only outsource social media. No one was teaching you how to do it. No one was really doing it themselves. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I offered to teach the girls at this networking event how to grow a business on Instagram and that's when my life really changed. That's when everything changed for me because I Mm. put together like a little three-hour workshop Um, I was thinking maybe I could do one a month and that would be cool. And very quickly I was doing five a week. Then I was doing three a day. I was getting one-on-one inquiries. I was getting inquiries to write strategies and businesses were just contacting me from all over the world saying, we see the results that you're getting. How can we work with you? Um, and so about a year mm. later, I thought, all right, I need to somehow get what I'm teaching online. Cause there was nothing online to learn how to build a business on Instagram. It just didn't exist, which sounds crazy. Cause it feels like every second person yeah, what is an Instagram is this? coach. This yeah. is 2016, um, 2016, yeah, okay. which yeah. doesn't even feel like that long ago, but <clears throat> that's how much this space has changed. So uh, that's when I had the idea for Social Club, which is my online membership, private training community for businesses to learn how to grow and sell on Instagram. And I thought, you know, this is, again, before even memberships were a thing, like every second person wants passive income and a membership now. But back then, the the only memberships were gym memberships. So it was a crazy idea. Would people (laughs) pay a monthly fee to learn Instagram online? Well, yes, Mm. people would and they still do. And the social club has now helped almost 4,000 businesses from 36 countries around the globe to grow and sell on Instagram. And Mm. the results are just wild. Like Instagram is literally the main source of revenue for their business. It's how they make all their sales. Um, Our business is busier than ever before it's it's just blows my mind because I literally thought when I started teaching people how to grow a business on Instagram I thought I'm having too much fun to be getting paid for this in six months time everyone's going to know what they're doing and I that's I still feel like Mm. that to this day I cannot believe the business is still growing I cannot believe people still have a love-hate relationship with Instagram still struggle with what to post still just get overwhelmed with it all because I'm still having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you <laughs> it's said a crazy that, journey, yeah, no, it's, it's a cool journey. When you when you said that you were like um, you started this thing, like and and it took off. Did it take off because you had such a good product? Did it take off because how hey, your product was like it wasn't unbelievably amazing? It was good, but you were like just the only one doing it. 
Was it a combination of both? Why do you think it took off so well? I think it was the results because I'll be honest with you, when I first launched the social club, which is weekly videos, oh, my God, it was our sixth anniversary last week and my team posted the very first video I ever did in Social Club and it's horrific. <laughs> How good are they? Oh, my God, How it's good are looking back horrific. At the and then I also had to do, so I committed to doing yeah. one video a week, which I have done for the past six years and still do as part of the Social Club. And I even did yeah. a video when mm. we were setting up for our wedding because I committed, I committed. So I'm at my wedding vi- venue setting yeah. up for my wedding, doing this video, and it's mortifying. And I, my team, again, posted it as a flashback to celebrate <laughs> the sixth anniversary. But it is so bad. But the results were <laughs> what grew it. The businesses that were joining were actually getting results. Their Instagrams were growing. They were actually finding it fun. Um, and they were selling. The most important thing is they were getting inquiries and they were selling. They are. They are still. So even yeah. though the social club's come a long way and now I would like to think we provide a really, like, top-tier professional service, um, at the start it was very average, but the results were good. And if you've got – if you can get your clients' yeah, yeah. results, the other stuff will fall into place you know, obviously back then, again, I didn't have much money to invest in like a proper website and editing and management and all and a team and all that thing. It was just me. So as the business has grown, I've been able to reinvest in it to essentially make it look prettier and make it look better. But at the start, it certainly yep. didn't. <laughs> Mm. And it's probably, um, would you agree that a lot of people are the, are the other way around? Like they do everything to make things look pretty and it's like they forget yeah. about the product. It's just like, hey, I just want to make things look pretty and professional, look, look, make me look amazing. But then it's almost what's like been, hey, that, yeah. that they, they don't put it into the product. Yeah, what's been most important to me and still is most important to me is that our product or our service works. It delivers the result. It says it's going to deliver. All the other stuff is just fluff Mm. because if a customer works with you and gets results, all they're going to remember is the result. They're not going to remember if your sales page looked pretty, Mm. if your onboarding sequence was smooth. They're going to go, that either worked or it didn't Mm. work. Mm -hmm. Simple. Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode um you know your first videos that you're talking about we we when you were shooting them because like you look you look back you got hindsight right and you look where you are now and you're like it's it's hard to watch um when you were actually doing them were you feeling that way or were you just like a little bit ignorant no i was so (laughs) ignorant i was just so the first video i did I just went live on my laptop. I was actually in <laughs> Bali because when I soft launched the membership, I didn't think anyone would <laughs> sign up. 
So my husband and I had actually booked a trip to Bali and I had this sort of five-day email or 10-day email sequence as part of the soft launch. And that first email was like, I've launched this thing. If you want in, I'm going to give you sort of the next 10 days of um, like a trial to see if you like it. But on the spot, five people signed up and... Like before that, I was thinking we would go to Bali and when I came back, maybe some people would sign up and then I could start doing the videos. But people signed up straight away, which meant I had to start doing the videos straight away. Mm. And I I remember saying to my husband, we can't go. We can't go to Bali because people need these videos. And he was like, isn't the whole point of this business so you can take it anywhere, so you can travel, take take your laptop with you, do the videos in Bali? And then I was like, oh, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So I've got my laptop on my lap on the bed or the couch or something in the hotel room in Bali and I'm like <laughs> moving all over the place. Yeah. It's just, But I thought I I was just stoked. I was stoked. I even say in the video, I'm like, oh, there's five of you in the membership now, which is just <laughs> wild. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just cra- you can see it. It's on my social club page. It's yeah. on the social club um, Instagram account. That's so cool. Um, um, but yeah, I um I actually <laughs> and that, that's one thing um I saw when you you ran a workshop recently, and that's one thing that stood out to me with you was you were celebrating the membership um like people register like I think you had a, like people because you were selling like a low ticket thing for this workshop if I was right a masterclass oh the masterclass yeah yeah yep. and you kind of like you were, you were celebrating as the people came in and the initial thing when I think you had your first number of sales like it was a low number but you were celebrating it like it was a massive number and like that stood out for me because I'm like oh, I wouldn't <laughs> celebrate that um, but then you just kept on going. Obviously, the numbers built and built and built. But it seems like that's a thing that yeah. you've always had in you, in a way. Which I think that's a really, um, it's a really respectful thing to have. And not only that, from a respect, celebrating our wins is just good for how it makes us feel. Like if we celebrate, if we can only yeah. celebrate massive things, then we're not going to be celebrating much. If we can celebrate the smallest things and the progress yeah. and the steps. We're always got something to celebrate. That's going to make us feel better. And we're going to feel better. We'll take better action, right? Um, where do you reckon that's come from? Yeah. Is, it, is it something you consciously have jumped in and go, hey, I know the power of this? Or is it just like, is it just, just something you do? Uh, I think it just still blows my mind that people want to work with me. I, you know, <laughs> I cool. worked for other people for. 27 years of my life, 27, no, when did I start my business? 29, 29 years of my life, Mm. I worked for other people and I still feel the exact same way now, uh, almost eight years into business, when one person signs up for anything that I'm doing as I did eight years ago when one person signed up and I've just, uh, yeah, it blows my mind that People want to work with me and I, I don't I don't know where it's come from, but we celebrate everything. Like that's such a big part of my life and who I am and what I do in my business. Everything gets celebrated. Like my husband is constantly like, oh, we're celebrating again. Yeah. <laughs> um, because why not? Like it's starting a business is scary. It, you're risking it all, really. You're risking the stability of 
pay, you know, you're risking the stability really of your life and how you're going to survive. And there are so many businesses that don't make it. And every day that, you know, and there's been lots of times over the last six years of the social club and also the last eight years of myself in business where I've also thought we're not going to make it. You know, things have happened. COVID was fucking brutal. Um, uh, This year we also had some dramas as well. And there's been a lot of times where I've, I've wanted to give up because it's all felt really hard. It's gotten really hard. And I guess we celebrate because if people still want to work with us, that's, you know, a little sign that, well, let's keep going. This business is going to, this business is going to survive. It's making a difference. It's changing lives. And also, you know, when you celebrate, you feel grateful for everything that you have. And I feel like when you work from a place of gratitude, it keeps you humble um, and grounded and just aware of what you're doing and the impact that you're making. And if you can lead with that, I think that will always make you a better leader. Mm, well said. Um, you mentioned you were, you were committed. He committed. Uh, I think it was back when you were you were setting up for your wedding and you were doing the video and you said, I committed, right? What does commitment mean? <laughs> uh, for me, it means delivering or over-delivering on whatever you promised. And I promised these business owners that I would deliver them one video a week and that's what they pay for and that's the contract that they entered into with me. So that's what I'm going to deliver. And just because I'm getting married, that's not their problem. That's They didn't pay for one mm. video a week except the week where I'm getting married. Um, and I feel like for me, customer service and, again, delivering what you say you're going to deliver because a lot of the time in business, unfortunately, it does not quite happen like that or you're overpromised a lot. Um, and for me, it's really important to me that our customers get what or more than we promise them that they're going to get. Mm. Do you think, is it possible to build a business if you're not committed or maybe you're 90% committed? Is it possible to build a successful business if you're 90% committed? Uh I think it's possible, but I think it will, I think it's possible, but A, it will take you longer and B, your retention and return customers will be shit. So you'll always be looking for new customers Mm. and for a business like ours, which is obviously a membership retention Mm -hmm. is really, really important. It's, it's a huge part of our business to keep our current customers happy and continuing and getting results. Um, So yeah, to me, commitment and discipline are like my number two or number one and number two values yeah. in business. And I also feel like discipline is or lack thereof discipline is the reason most people fail, not just in business, but in life. Mm. Um Gee, discipline's a massive one. What do you say to someone who's listened to this and like, oh man, sounds good, Brooke, but I'm just not disciplined? I want my dream and I want to build this business. But, uh, and then, you know, I've been watching your videos and all the videos and on content, everyone else, and they're saying you got to show up and be consistent. But I get pumped in the moment. But then, you know, I kind of, I go away from the screen and then shit happens. I'm not feeling good. And I just sit on the couch. I can't get off the couch. Like, what do you say to someone that's experiencing that problem? 
Uh, it's all to do with mindset. I've done a lot of mindset work over the last eight years of running a business. Um, I've done a lot of coaching. I've done a lot of personal development. And I find for me, you've got to create it. So you've got to find what motivates you. You've got to find what inspires you. And then you've got to be disciplined enough to add those two things to your week to keep you going. So what motivates me the most is having a morning routine and then being disciplined enough to stick to it because I know the difference that makes to the way that I feel, to the chaos or lack thereof chaos of the day, especially as a working from home mum with a two-year-old who is at home full-time as well. Um, I've, I've got to inspire myself regularly. I notice that when I'm not doing the things that inspire me, my biz, it, it, it impacts my business because if I'm not feeling inspired and my job is to inspire others, there's going to be a flow on effect from that. So when I created a morning routine, I never had a, and let me tell you now, I never had a morning routine. My last job, I would work till like 11 o'clock at night, get home, have dinner, watch some TV, wouldn't go to bed till like one, two o'clock in the morning, roll out of bed literally 15 minutes before I had to start my shift. And when I started my business and I kind of started implementing, yeah, well, that sort of same mentality, um, I it wasn't really working and I started reading books on, you know, by, by successful entrepreneurs and listening to podcasts and reading blogs and trying to discover, you know, what was the gap between what I was doing and what they were doing. And something that I heard come up time and time again was this concept of having a morning routine. And I literally had to Google, like, what is a morning routine? Because I never had a morning routine, right? <laughs> it was just never something that needed to be in my life. Um, and they said, you know, as part of a morning routine, something that you could do is exercise. And also this was a new concept to me. So I had a friend who was, um, well, still is a champion boxer in Perth. And I messaged her and I said, hey, I know you teach boxing classes when and where because I need to start exercising. And she told me where and at 5 a.m. And I was like, fuck my life. All right, <laughs> if this is what I need to do to become successful, I'm going to give it a crack. So I started getting up at 5 a.m. and going mm. to these boxing classes. And I hated it. I'll be completely honest with you. I hated it. My alarm would go off and I would just mm -hmm. be like, no, but. I wanted to be successful. I wanted this to work. I, and I started yeah. to notice on the days I would go to the boxing classes versus the days that I didn't, when I was teaching, my words would come out better. I would explain things clearer and I would just feel so much more productive and have su such a better time doing my work. And I guess I started yeah. to notice the more that I did those morning routines and ate a proper breakfast, the flow-on effect that was having in my life and in my business. So obviously since becoming a mum, my morning routine has changed a lot. Um, there was a period when, yeah, there was no morning routine because I was in the trenches and <laughs> my morning routine was just surviving the day. Um, but mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's part of becoming a stay-at-home mum as well and running a business from home. Mm -hmm. But I've been able to sort of adapt and create new routines as my son's gotten older. Um, now, thankfully, he sleeps till 7 a.m. So I can son? get up at 5. 
Uh, he's two and a half yep. now. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're getting so I can get up. Is that because the sun doesn't yeah. rise in Croatia? Because ours. No. He's. I know. Yeah. I know. Trust me. I've been. I've. I've been there. I know. It. Your day will yeah. come. I promise you. There. You. I used to listen to people <laughs> say their kids slept till seven a.m. and I was like. How? Like, F you. Carlo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I promise your day will come. Your day will come. Yeah. It, they're just not there yet. I promise you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've oh, obviously awesome. been able to, like, adapt adapt my routine now. But it still makes a huge difference. On the days, It and for me as now, as well as a mum, I, I, because I've got more than just myself to look after in the morning, I have to get everything ready for him the night before. I've now got that routine for the two of us and, yeah, and then I've just got to be committed to do it. And on the nights that I don't get everything ready for the next morning the night before, my next morning's a shit show and I get really annoyed at myself. Mm. So that's a Mm. part of just having to be disciplined because I know the flow-on effect that has for myself and my team and my son and my family and my life and my business and everything. So, yeah, to the person on the couch, yeah. work out what motivates you and and then be disciplined enough to do it to get to that end result. You're never going to regret it. You're going to hate it when your alarm goes mm. off, but you're never going to regret how you feel later. <laughs> so good. I like the you're going to hate when your alarm goes off, you won't regret it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I think a lot of people – uh, um, if you haven't built the muscle around this, a lot of people are waiting for the motivation and the inspiration, but it ain't coming. It's never going to come. Um, you, yeah. you, you've got to you've got to push through that shit stage um, because yeah. by you getting up and pushing through it and doing the work, that then creates the inner drive, the inspiration, the motivation yeah. to keep on going. Um, do you believe? Like, do you? I mean, I, I, this is a rhetorical question, but um, do you ever feel like not showing up sometimes? A lot of the time. Again, I just survived growing a two-year-old. There were many, and Mm. I I was also really unwell during my pregnancy. Um, And not just that, this might sound a bit silly, but I got really bad acne during my pregnancy from the hormones. Mm. Now, I was, uh, my job is to be on camera. I was also at the time working with Channel 9, so I was on their live camera multiple times a week. And I just wanted to bury my head deep into the ground and never show my face on camera again. Mm. But then my business wouldn't have grown. So, yeah, there's been and there are still times when, like, I'm the same as everyone else. I get exhausted. I can't be bothered. I'm tired. I don't want to. But thankfully there's lots of other options that you can do on Instagram now that don't involve your face. Um, Yeah. And you just got to take breaks and come back when you're feeling ready. Like Instagram and business, it's a long game. It's a it's a sprint. It's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So I find for me, mm. like when I'm really just not feeling it, I need to just get off all social media, take some space, and then I actually start to miss it. So I end up coming back. Um, but that I guess that is just just me. I miss my clients. I have conversations with my clients and DMs every day and I miss my clients and I want to know what they're doing and I want to see their results. I want to know what they're up to and I want to help them. So that's what gets me back. Mm-hmm. 
So let's just say you had a hundred moments throughout the year. I did a video on this today because I, I had a commitment in my diary to do a live and I just couldn't be stuffed. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a good night's rest last night. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to leave that. But then I caught myself in the moment and I said, oh, here we go, Luke. You know, you're, you're, you talk about showing up and like I pushed myself to do it. And the thing I spoke about was exactly that, which is showing up when you don't want to. If you had a, I'm just curious to get your point of view, Brooke, because, you know, you've, you've built a successful business. And I think, you know, it's, it's really important that, because uh, a lot of my audience are you know, getting their business off the ground. And it's, it's really important that um, they know, like, what is the example, what they need to do. So, for example, the first thing is, you know, say everyone has times, days, months, weeks, where you don't want to show up. Everyone goes through that, yet the leaders still show up despite that. Um, yes, there's time for breaks and rejuvenation, but let's just say we had 100 moments throughout the year, Brooke, where you didn't want to show up. Out of those 100 moments, how many would you push yourself to show up and how many, obviously, is the time where you take break? Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, it does make sense, that question. Uh, so I will tell you something that happened in my life a couple of years ago. My sister was really, really sick and she was in hospital. Um, and unfortunately she ended up passing away. Now that went on for two years and Mm. there were many more than a hundred times that I was sitting in that hospital room knowing I had to show up and it was the last thing that I wanted to Mm. do. But I needed, I needed a, a normal in my life because what was going on in my personal life was out of my control and horrible and sad and every day was sad and a struggle. And yep. Yep. I could have in that time, I suppose, let my business just go because I did not want to show up at all. I actually, ugh, this is so awful, I... I I had to do a live in my social club on the day she passed away. So I did a live in the morning and then she passed away that night. And well, Mm. yeah, I did not want to show up at all. But again, I, Mm -hmm. I made a commitment to my customers and no one knew what was going on um, because it was her journey and it wasn't up to me to share her journey. No one knew what was going on at all behind the scenes. My team obviously knew, but other than that, um, yeah, but I did it. I did it. So Mm. does that answer your question? Pretty much. I mean, look, it, 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 I mean, it gives me an insight into (laughs) just the level of commitment and it's like, you know, it, it, it seems a very, you're massive on your word. Brooke and I, I think a lot of people are like mm. they don't want to let other people down but when it comes to themselves they just let themselves down at the drop of the hat so easy if I say I'm going to do something it's like oh I'll get to it I'm like oh you know I can't be bothered but if it's like they give their word to someone else they bend over backwards but when it comes to themselves it's mm-hmm. like yeah no big deal but that there is a recipe for failure. You're never going to create anything great if you don't value. I value my word more over anyone else's. To myself, it's the number one thing. And I probably mm-hmm. think it's probably going to be the same for you. Um, yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. how, like what it does for if you have your, if you value your word and you, when you make a promise, you just, you move forward, you just get shit done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's and like, if you wake up healthy, 
Yeah. You owe it to yourself to do mm. it because there are people who don't wake up healthy and they would love to do your to-do list for the day and be healthy. They would take anything to do your to-do list for the day and everything you're avoiding to be healthy. Yeah. And, you know, that was a big, that was a big, I've always been like this, but that's, that made me push through even more because, mm-hmm. you know, it, you do as much as you can do today because you have no idea what might happen to you tomorrow or you, anyone. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. That's a really, that was Really great insight into your, your kind of how you operate, Brooke. And I think, um, well, I know a lot of people are going to get in like a lot of value from that. Obviously, Instagram's your thing. We haven't really spoken about it. Um, we're moving into the new year uh, and, and this, uh, this episode's going to be released in 2024. What's some things like, because the majority of the people listening mm-hmm. to this primarily use Instagram. Um, my audience are coaches and online entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. What is what are the moving forward this year? Mm-hmm. What do we need to focus on? Um, is there anything where you're like, hey, look out for this, or this is where Instagram's heading? Um, just anything, mm-hmm. any sort of tips or something to stand. I know this is a mm-hmm. very broad question, but just go with it. Go go wherever you feel this uh, this question needs to be answered. <laughs> uh, so I believe in the last, you know, I've been teaching Instagram now for mm. so almost eight years. I believe in the last six months it's changed more than ever before, more than Mm. the last six months, uh, more than the last eight years. Um, So I just, I've actually just been doing this masterclass on the 10 new rules of Instagram and what I have noticed changed the most and what's making the most impact for me. And for coaches, like you said, coaches and consultants, oh my God, you are in, like your time is now on the platform Mm -hmm. because the rules of Instagram has changed and this has got to do a lot to do with Gen Z and this idea of, um, you know, eliminating perfection and flawlessness and more authenticity. So what's working really, really well right now on the platform for me and for lots of my social club members and my clients as well is get rid of the Canva text to story, explaining your story so that people have to watch your story for longer. They have to hold on the screen and then asking them to engage with you with one word or two words. So slide into my D, like slide these words into my DMs if you want X, Y, Z, really upping your call to actions on every single post. There was a time when you could only put call to actions like maybe one post a week, otherwise mm. it would look sousy. Whereas now you can call to action every mm. single post, asking people to comment a word if they want you know, to work with you or to learn more or whatever it is, and then really holding their hand in the DMs as you convert them from followers to customers and take them on that journey and nurture them to becoming your customers. That is the biggest game changer that I am seeing for brands. You know, I'm spending less time on Instagram than ever before. I'm posting to my feed less than ever before. I'm posting to my story less than ever before. And we're getting hundreds and hundreds of inquiries a day, literally like, in the 20 minutes before I came mm. on this podcast with you, Luke, I think I sent out or I went back to like 
30 inquiries um, mm. from one story. Like it's yeah. never been like that. And this is all organic. We're, we've just mm-hmm. hired a digital team, um, but this is purely organic Instagram. There's so, so much potential on the platform if you can yeah. get your story right and, and, and figure out what it is that you can offer of value and then just share that. Mm. Is there anything else that you can think of? Uh, what else? So the way the algorithm works is your content needs to be consumed, not necessarily by as many people as possible, but as much as possible by the people that you have. So I have this thing called the 90% rule. And it means how can you get your audience to consume 90% of your content? So if that's a reel, they need to watch 90% of it. If that's stories, they need to watch 90% of it or stay on your story for 90% of the time before clicking out or going on to the next one. So for each business owner, obviously, what's your zone of genius? What's the information that you can share? And how can you share it in a way that your customer, your follower will consume 90% of it. Because if you can do that, that's going to skyrocket your engagement because it's going to tell the algorithm you're sharing quality content. It's going to show it to more people. So you're going to get more views. You're going to get more engagement. And then ultimately you're going to get more inquiries. And that's whether you're starting with 100 followers, whether you're starting with 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. This rule applies to everyone. So think about the content. What What's your zone of genius? What's, what's the information that you are going to share online and where can you get your followers to consume 90% of it? Are you better on reels? Are you better on video? Can you create a reel that they're going to watch 90% of? Or are you better on stories? Like I said, if you're creating text stories and your followers have to hold their finger down on the screen because it takes them longer than the 15 seconds the story is up, to read all of yep. the text, well, then that's more than 90%. Right, yep. So that's what I'm saying is working really, really well. Mm, nice. Um, <clears throat> when you said that the platforms change <laughs> more than ever, yeah, uh, the, you can't, the, mm. the, the video is freezing a bit, so I'm, I've, I've missed parts of what you said, but I've just kind of had to uh, kind of put two oh, and sorry. two together. That's okay. Um, you said the platforms yeah. change, and I don't know if you mentioned this. Why has it changed so much over the last six months than it has in the six years? Um, a couple of reasons. I think like TikTok has changed Instagram more than ever mm. because TikTok obviously hasn't been around for the last 10 years, like Instagram has 11, 12 years. Um, and the way consumers use TikTok and consume content on TikTok and then Instagram obviously wanting that market share and Mm. getting as many TikTok users back to Instagram as possible. Instagram is copying every single thing that TikTok does and basically copying every single thing that any other social media platform is doing. And because these other social media platforms are growing so quickly, Instagram's forced to grow and adapt and evolve and change and, and to keep up with what consumers want. You know, that's what I find so fascinating about Social media, it's really the only marketing platform that's actually controlled by the consumer. It's not controlled by the marketer. And that's why us as brands need to stay on top of the trends and stay on top of what's happening and what our followers, i.e. the consumer, wants in order to keep growing on the platform um, and keep selling on the platform. So, yeah, I feel like that's that's made 
that's made Instagram need to keep adapting and and evolving and changing so that they can keep up and keep people on the platform because that's how they make their money. Mm. You know, Instagram's a business. They make money by you seeing ads. So the more people on the platform for as long as possible, the more money, the more revenue they make from ads. So, yeah, it's it's all just money making really for them, isn't it? Keep your consumers happy. Yeah. Keep them coming back mm-hmm. for more, and then you'll make more money. Mm. Um, yeah, that ninety percent rule I was saying was that it's just like a simple little thing that you can focus on um, to go. Okay, how do I get them to watch, consume, stay for ninety percent of the time? And it's like when you ask yourself the right questions, you'll get better answers. But uh, I, I'm guilty of this. You, you just don't. You might be like, oh, well, how do I get their attention for the first few seconds? And then you're just like, oh, then you forget about the rest, yeah. So um, that's a that's a really cool tip. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, Brooke, I just want to say um, thank you for coming on and sharing an insight into your story, you know, how you work, your mindset behind things, um, you know, your dedication, <laughs> your commitment, how humble you are, just these little things that I think is obviously a really good example and clearly it's what is required to become successful because that's what you are. Um, and I have no doubt that, you know, where you're at now in your life and business, you're just scratching the surface anyway. Like you're not even close to what's going to happen within, you know, the next five, seven, <laughs> ten years. Um, one last thing. Oh, is there anything so. that you want to <laughs> – is there any, any one last thing? If a coach or an online business owner is listening right now and you got one little line, one little piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, okay. <clears throat> Look at your product suite. So this is something that we did over the past 12 months in the business. It's been a really big game changer for the business. So write down everything that you have on offer. And there's two things that are going to happen. You're either going to notice that there's huge gaps in your offers or you're going to notice that you have too many offers. We've just finished a strategy that we were doing for a, a coach And when we did this for her, she had 32, she wasn't converting and she's been in business a long time. She's really good at what she does, but she just wasn't converting and she couldn't work it out. So yeah, we went through and we did this activity. She had 32 offers on her website. (laughs) Now, if your job is to provide clarity Mm. to your clients and you are presenting them with 32 ways they can work with you, no wonder you're not converting, you know. So you, you're going to either have two things going on with your product suite. You're either going to have holes and gaps. There's not going to be enough to uh, make your offer a no-brainer for your client and the stage that they're at or you're just going to have way too much and you need to bring it back and simplify it. So we simplified her 32 offers. I think we ended up with four, yeah. um, four offers mm. for her to be able to you know, really scale her business now and make her life easier rather than harder. And that's that's her game changer. That's going to be a game changer for her, that simplification. Now, for my own business, what we realized is we had some things missing. We really just had three offers on the go and we needed to create a lower priced offer for people that didn't want to commit to the membership yet. They didn't want a full strategy, which is my really high ticker offer, 
we needed something else. And so that's when we introduced these masterclasses that I've been doing. They're only $49. And then my five-day program, which is $299. Um, And once we introduced those two offers, business has just Mm. shot off again. So I think if, you know, if your business is stalling and you can't work out why and you know you're good at what you do and you do deliver results, look at your product suite. Do you need to add to it or do you need to take from it and then move forward from there? Beautiful. All right, Brock, uh, anyone listening to this, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me out on Instagram. So <laughs> my Instagram is at Brooke Belinovich, which Funny is a that, hey? little, yeah, a little hard for people to spell. So if you go to at social club community, that's my business. That's my membership. That's where all the Instagram tips and advice and strategies live. And then mine's linked from there. So you can find me from there. <laughs> Beautiful. Make sure you go check out Brooke, everyone. Thanks, Brooke. Appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Legend. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.